When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. is episode zero of the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Senzak. This is basically an introductory episode for the podcast, so you get an idea of who I am, what to expect on the show, all that good stuff, and uh, people later on come back and hear and listen to this, and this is me sucking uh, for actually the third time, because this is the third time I've done this introductory episode. So imagine how horrible the other two tries were if you're hearing this. Uh, anyway, as I said, I'm Chris Senzak. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, you're probably wondering who the hell I am and what am I known for. I'm not really known for much uh, on a national level, but uh, I'll give you an idea. I've lived in different parts of the country. I'm originally from Nashville. I got into guitar playing and rock music uh, in the 80s, mid, mid to late 80s. Uh, all the hair bands and Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, and all that stuff uh was what was popular. Randy Rhodes was a little bit earlier before my time, but I got through into him later on through Ozzy stuff. During that time, that's when I started my uh, fandom or geekdom of the band Kiss, who you're going to hear a ton about over the course of this podcast series. So if you don't like Kiss, you probably won't like this podcast much because I am a, I'm a total Kiss geek. Um, I started getting into Kiss in 1987, when they released their Crazy Nights album, uh, which a lot of people think is their, probably their one of their worst records next to Music from the Elder. And it probably is in hindsight. I got into it at the time because bands like Poison and Cinderella and Motley Crue were big, and that's what I was listening to. And this was sort of Kiss's attempt to uh, play Follow the Leader with those bands. So uh, it came out, and I really got into it. And uh, my brother saw me listening while watching a Kiss video from that album, and he kind of shook his head, and he pulled out a, his Alive vinyl record uh, that he had, and he goes, listen to this, you'll like this a lot better. This is what you should be listening to if you want to listen to Kiss. So that's when I, I, I really fell in love with the band by that point, with the look and the sound and you know how heavy and raw they were back then. Through that introduction, I got into other stuff. Uh, I got into the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Rush, 
through that and uh, fell in love with really loud, uh, a lot of the 70s classic rock era stuff, just really got obsessed with it. Then I got into heavier stuff like Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax, but I couldn't get into the really, really super heavy stuff like Slayer or Deicide. I just, the Cookie Monster vocal thing just turns me off. Hi, this is Jimi Hendrix, and you're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. My background, as far as playing music goes, started in the mid to late 90s. Uh, I got into the grunge era when it hit. Band, you know, a lot of there, we had hit the C League of hair bands at the time. You know, with Pretty Boy Floyd and stuff like that, and it just it was there was imitations of imitations of imitations, and uh, it just got to be too much of that. So I got into the grunge era, not so much Nirvana, but more of the Alice in Chains, early Soundgarden. Pearl Jam, I, I liked the 10 album, but I didn't like much else after that. Alice in Chains was probably my favorite band of that era. So I started uh, playing guitar in a band when I was in high school, and that's what was big, so we started trying to copy the Alice in Chains stuff badly. Uh, the band was called Primrose Way. Only a handful of people ever saw us. We only did a few club shows in Nashville, which we were lucky to even get into because we were all 17, 18 years old and playing a lot of 21 and over shows. But anyway, uh, didn't have any success with that, but had a whole lot of fun. Uh, I still liked a lot of rock stuff at that time. Bands like Skid Row and uh, Motley Crue in 94 when they replaced Vince Neil with John Karabi. I liked that record quite a bit. I think I was one of a few that did. Uh, John Karabi actually lives here in Nashville, and I'm hoping to one day get him on the show. I interviewed him from a website that I'll tell you about in a minute years ago, and he's a very good interview, really nice guy. I, you know, and then... Uh, Tide started changing a little bit when uh, new metal hit with corn and Limp Biscuit and all that stuff, and and I kind of got into that stuff. And man, I'm really sounding like a trendy idiot now, right? But uh, saw corn in Louisville, Kentucky, in '97 in a little club called the Brewery. Opening the show was Helmet, which was kind of a tragedy that Helmet's opening up for Corn because at at the time I thought Helmet was much better. And Limp Biscuit was the opening band, and nobody had ever heard of them. But uh, it was a cool show. People threw shoes at Limp B- at uh, at uh, Helmet, which I thought was kind of lame. But Corn was really good. I uh, started playing that kind of stuff in bands, and just to try to sound more modern. But I wound up getting burned out on all of it, and, try- and just needed a change of scenery from Nashville in general. Wound up moving to Kansas City for a few years. Met my wife up there. Uh, wanted to start a family, so we moved back to Tennessee, which is much more family friendly. Started a band back up when I got here, but I got a bit tired of the drama of being in a band and then, you know, I had a family at home. I had to get, uh, but wanted to still do rock and roll stuff. So started writing for a local rock website here, NashvilleRock.net, and uh, had fun doing that, interviewing bands and going to shows and all that. And that led me to end up, I ended up taking over the site after the people that were running it kind of got burned out. And uh, that led me into booking concerts which I thought would be a lot of fun, but turned out to be a, a whole a real big pain. And it's just it wasn't something for me. There are people that do a great job doing it, and my hat's off to them. But I just I I am not a good promoter. Got out of that, and uh, but I still missed you know rock and roll music and the culture of it and everything. And got an iPod and started listening to podcasts and stuff. And there's a few good rock ones that I was listening to, and I was like, mm, you know, it might be a good idea to start up my own and 
you know, geek out on stuff and be a fun way to share some funny stories and stuff and talk to some good guests. And so that's how the Decibel Geek podcast came to be. Proving to the world that Nashville is about more than banjo picking and sister banging, this is the Decibel Geek podcast. show first and foremost it's going to be conversation driven it'll be me and uh a guest typically either on skype or in person it's like you'll be like a fly on the wall hearing what we're talking about and we'll discuss we'll have discussions with nationally known people as well as locally known bands and artists and people in the music industry and it's not going to be a plug of plug a rama fest here i'm not i i will plug people's stuff but you're not going to hear a 30-minute podcast commercial for whatever show's coming up or what album's coming out because nobody really wants to listen to that. There'll be mention of it, but it's mostly going to be we're going to just talk about the band's albums, songs, et cetera, that we love and the stuff that we hate, too. Uh, that's another thing. Another thing I'm thinking about doing is maybe a trivia game that involves rock music. I'm too lazy at the moment to come up with a good one. I've come up with a few ideas, but I never liked any of them. But, you know, everybody likes trivia stuff, so, we'll, you know, we'll end up doing a game. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, I'd like to do a lot of top five shows, shows that will feature a lot of discussion about favorite things in rock, you know, like top five classic rock records, top five Zeppelin songs, top five reasons Nickelback is less interesting than a bag of shit. You know, you get the idea. Um, rock goes to the movies type shows. We'll cover such things like favorite rock documentaries, favorite concert films, videos, shows devoted to rock films that are big. They'll take up a whole show like Decline of Western Civilization, The Metal Years Part Two. And this is Spinal Tap. Um, I'll do shows dedicated to those movies. And uh, basically your ideas, are, you know, if you want to send me some ideas, go to dbgeekshow.com. And uh, that's a, a main website. There'll be a link on there for you to suggest stuff. And there'll also be, you can get us on Twitter at dbgeekshowpod. But uh, that's just a quick little glance at what's going to happen on this show. And, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing. There's going to probably be a show about a certain ex-Kiss guitar player that has a problem with me doing this podcast because um, he's gotten wind that I might do a show about him. And I'm not going to name a name yet. Um, a lot of you can figure out who it is. It's very, a very enigmatic, how do you say that word, enigmatic former guitarist for Kiss. And there's been, you know, 80 of those. So, you know, you, but you can probably figure out who I'm talking about. But anyway, uh... That's a little teaser for something to expect, you know. I don't want to be invaded or anything, but we'll we'll find out. So uh, that's a little introduction. This is episode zero of the Decibel Geek Podcast. As I mentioned, dbgeekshow.com, at Twitter, at dbgeekshowpod. Uh, come back and listen to episode one. should be up probably by the time you're listening to this, so go ahead and listen to that. But that's me, Chris Senzak. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and uh, happy listening, folks.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.